Hello and welcome to another Sunday Post Politics podcast. The last Sunday Post Politics podcast, or at least the last post PMQs Sunday uh, Post Politics podcast. It's getting quite long now. It is now, isn't it? Uh, I'm James Miller, and this week I am joined by uh, Kate Langston, uh, Westminster correspondent for the Western Morning News. Hello. Uh, very appropriate because on my first ever podcast, your predecessor at the Western Morning News, Graham. With his interesting name, uh, was my my journalist guest on the first podcast. Um, whatever whatever happened to him? <laughs> eh? uh, and I am also joined by the SNP MP for Aberdeen South, Callum McCake. Hello, uh, Callum McCake. Who is? Uh, do you want to announce a bid for the deputy leadership of the SNP, yeah, Callum? Not particularly. You sure? I heard somebody on the telly the other night talking you up. Was it as, you? Uh, yes, it was me. <laughs> but. Um, you know, I'm trying to keep you in the race. Everybody else is talking up Hannah Bardell. I'm doing you a favour here, okay? Uh, yeah, um, well, thank you. It, it's interesting. You, it's nice that you've got something else to move on from your your plotting my impending coup Ooh. on Angus Robertson. Well, which, that's true. Well, you're which, working your way up. You start, you know, a, a vacancy has arisen. You've got okay. to seize. This is how politics I, I, works. I, I, I was, the, the coup seemed more exciting, though. Well, you can once you're a deputy leader, then you can launch a coup, right? You can build a power base. Okay. You're new to it, man. This is how yeah. Westminster works. I you think you need to, to explain get... this to me a bit better. Okay. Uh, well, we'll do that off-air, maybe. Announce it, yeah. um, obviously, you know, uh, I'm, I'm... I did have a conversation with Angus uh, before I realised it was you that was plotting, and it was me, where it was like, I was at this function, uh, we're on a train in from Heathrow, I was at this function, and first question I got asked is, uh, when are you expecting the coup against your leadership? Yes! Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure nobody's going to do that. And then about two days later, we were at a reception here, and you were like, so when's your coup against yes. Angus Robertson? Uh, that was amazing. That was the regional <laughs> lobby. Uh, you were there, Kate, weren't you? That was uh, that was brilliant. We, we uh, me and uh, Lindsay from oh. P and J did a did a tag team one, Angus Robertson and uh, uh, a pincer movement. <laughs> um, no interest in deputy leadership at all. I mean, it's come vacant now. So Stuart Hosey has, has said he'll step down. Uh, is he going to step down at the conference, or he step down? Before I believe that? he's stepping down. He's not seeking re-election. Is the, so there will be an election run in the run up to the conference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interested? Uh, I've genuinely not thought about it. The only person who has mentioned it to me, apart from a couple of folk on Twitter, which you did in fairness as well do, yeah. was yourself. So okay. I don't think there's a, a huge groundswell of... I mean, uh, I'm just ahead of the game. Uh, that's, you could that's be, yeah, trend-setting. It's, um, not, it's not quite feel the burn uh, well, you got, levels. So. Well, you got three, four months to think about. You're not ruling it out, <laughs> right? Oh, God. Am I ruling it out? Probably not, but I right, doubt I'm going go. to do it. I that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. There's the story. Go on, you we'll go put it this way. You're very welcome. Here's the thing. It doesn't have to be... Uh, I mean, the interesting thing is, I mean, as I said on, on the telly the other night, you know, Scottish Labour used to have this issue with their MSPs and their MPs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that wasn't an issue for the SNP because there's only six of them here. Now you have got a big group of MPs. Does the deputy leader have to be an MP or should it be an MP, do you think? I, I don't think it has to be. I'm not even sure it has to be an elected member. To be All right, but I mean, in but, terms of the rules, yeah, but in terms of practically, should it um, be an MP? I, I think I, I, it would be helpful, um, I, I think, to have someone down here um, yeah. who's got that. Uh, clearly, we've got the group leader who is pretty yeah. good and pretty effective, so it's not necessary. But I, I think it does uh, lend some uh, some help to the party. Also, it's quite useful that, that the leader and the deputy leader are in different election yeah. cycles, so there's That's different true. pressures on them. So, for example, mm-hmm. this time round, Stuart was able to write the manifesto yeah. uh, because he wasn't fiercely involved in, uh, as fiercely involved in the campaign. Um, True. He's fiercely involved in something else. Don't know where he found the time to write the manifesto. Um, <laughs> uh, well, allegedly. Um, <laughs> it's not allegedly, it's true. Um, 
Uh, what? Um, you've been writing about the SNP, Kate. Uh, uh, they apparently support the Cornish language. Yeah, they're doing I, I mean, it. Well, go on. Supposedly. Um, well, <laughs> it was a um, OD motion, I think, being submitted by um, Angus McNeil, so I don't know if it was ah, submitted okay. or not, or whether it's gone quiet, but um, basically calling on the government to protect Cornish language uh, funding because they cut it, and um, so far... There's been very little out of the Conservative Tory MPs down in Cornwall, so it's taken yeah. the uh, Celtic Scottish brethren mm. to step up. Yeah, well, this is a sign that you know. Is this a sign of the SNP's growing influence? In that you know, when there were six of them, clearly you, your colleagues at the Western Morning News, did not give a fig about anything the SNP did. <laughs> now there's fifty-six or fifty-four of them. Um, is this a sign of their sort of growing national <coughs> influence? If you like, they're getting involved in stuff. Yeah, outside their obvious <laughs> Another really big issue for our paper is um, the fox hunting, it's kind of perennial yeah. news story. Um, and I even did one recently, um, and, the, and the, the hunting lobby are still convinced that it will not go anywhere while there's such a big SNP presence because there's just nothing that they can do. So obviously, <laughs> suddenly people in Devon Cornwall are, are paying attention. Ah, okay. Because that is hunting. No, hang on. Who did we have? You. You asked the Prime Minister, didn't you? When we went to see the Prime Minister last week. Yeah. You asked him about it, and he said. Kind of stonewalled me a bit. Did he? <laughs> didn't he say it was going to happen? We're going to deliver the manifesto. Yeah. Oh, you didn't say when. But well, you said manifesto that there would be a vote on it. A free vote. Yeah. Free vote. Oh. Um, well, that's interesting. So it's it's going to happen. So it's a free vote, but they're not. They didn't do it because they thought they would lose. Yes. Yeah. That's not really a free vote, then, is it? Um. Well, well, yeah. Because their guys can vote against it as well. So that's okay. it's not you know it's not well, whipped, which was which was the reality that why. But if they whipped, well, true. But if they whipped it, obviously they'd whip. Well, yeah, they wouldn't, because no. they, uh, they did have rebellions and all the rest of it. Yeah. But it's a sort of... You really don't get this whole Westminster thing, do you? You've got a plot, you've got to do all sorts of wonky madness, like announce free votes that aren't free votes. Isn't uh-huh. that how it works here, OK? okay. So, so what people tell us isn't necessarily the truth? Uh, well, uh, everybody apart from the uh, media relations operation for the House of Commons, who, uh-huh. always, who always tell the truth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, for the last time, let's move on and let's play it. For the last time, people, here we go. Cry over your party horn. It's time for this. There it is. There it is. Final party horn. Uh, finally, final party horn on the podcast. Uh, it wasn't even PMQs today. It was deputy PMQs. Um, Angela Eagle for Labour Party. Uh, George Osborne for the government. Uh, Kate, what did you think? Interesting? I thought, yeah, I thought it was a, a good one. I, I think I've been on this podcast before to, to, and stated that um, I'm not a fan of PMQs. I don't like the whole yeah. boisterousness of it, but actually... Did it? <laughs> ah. I couldn't help but laugh because it was it was a really good exchange and Angela Eagle really did. Um, well, just the cheer she got when she stood up, I think, was enough to say that she. <laughs> well, that was amazing, wasn't it? Up. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Corbyn stands up to silence. Yeah. Angela Eagle gets up and there's a massive cheer. I mean, the, the, the Labour MPs are making a massive statement yeah. when they do that, right? Yeah. It's um, yeah, it was sort of fascinating, wasn't it, in a way? Yeah, uh, in terms of you know, obviously the the leadership of both parties and going going forward. Yeah, um, she just obviously has a completely different approach to it all, and she doesn't mind you know, like getting the odd, well, not the odd attack. She was just going for it today, um, and taking on topics like Trident. I mean, I think in her first comment, she took Trident straight on. Yeah. Um, rather than just trying to avoid it and duck it and dodge it. Yeah, she said. Uh, bring it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, bring it. Exactly. She almost exactly said. Um, 
were you interested? It Callum? was a welcome respite from Jeremy Corbyn's pretty yes. wooden performances. She actually responded to things that yes. that George Osborne said, which is kind of important. That was also quite clever, the juxtaposition between uh, Cameron and Osborne uh, being in opposition to their own backbenchers yeah. and in agreement with Red Ken and the, uh, <laughs> the TUC and such like, um, which uh, Osborne completely and utterly ignored, as you would expect. But yeah. it was it, at least there was there was some sort of strategy to what the questions were. Yeah. And it was also kind of interesting that we had something that was in the news and it generally happens that Corbyn completely ignores <laughs> this is what's in the news and goes on something completely different. So yeah. it was bizarre. It was, it was like, it was actually topical. He didn't generally does what's in the news two weeks after <laughs> it was in the news. Yeah. This is, this is, and it's a media cycle. Yeah, like you say, there was a strategy. That was interesting. Thing, wasn't it? As you say, it was quite, this quite good thing saying, do you agree with Len McCluskey or your own backbencher? fine but then she followed that up with do you agree with Francis O'Grady of the TUC you know there was a, a like you say a strategy there was a, a, a tactics involved it was everything. almost like she thought about it before yeah. she got there um, and as you say she executed it very well she's mm. very good at the dispatch box isn't she she's yeah. very calm yeah. very unruffled Osborne could have just been Cameron there was no noticeable difference really apart from he didn't know what to do at the start which was my <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 tried to answer the question before it had been asked yes. <laughs> was clever um, yeah he didn't seem did he seem like a prime minister in waiting do we think well, that's a that's a, that's <laughs> he's, a massive no right? he's got he can do the, the hand gestures from the dispatch box yeah. he's got the thumb on his, on yeah. his hand down to, yeah he also did a bit of pointing he did he a bit did of pointing yeah. Alan Sugar thing and when Alan Sugar tells the Labour Party you were fired and then he forgot that did you don't do point after that yeah, yeah he did that and then the next few questions he kept bringing out his fingers is like, that right. parliamentary? Yeah. I don't think so is no. it? I mean, it should be because it's Cause quoting it's Alan good. Sugar. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, this was Alan Sugar who's been hired by the government to be a business star. Presumably, that means there's no talent within the Tory Party. Well, this is the thing because he's a Labour man. Oh, he's not a Labour man. He resigned the Labour whip, didn't he, when Corbyn became the leader? Ah. But he did previously was a business star for Gordon Brown. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he just knows all about business. Look at the success of Amstrad. I mean, this is a man who knows what he's talking about, right? <laughs> um, and his brilliant teleprogram. Um, I'll tell you the, the, the Is best it going to be the next Donald Trump? Who, Sugar? Yeah. Is he the next Donald Trump or is he the British Donald Trump already? But is he, is he going to run for, for Prime Minister? Uh, I don't know. I doubt it. Probably not. Um, he, he's a lord already, so, you know, why would he run for... And he's got a job as a business star. Why bother actually putting yourself to the great British people to decide? I don't know. You make a valid point. Yeah. I mean, that's the trouble with this country. We've got the House of Lords, so you can get in without actually having to be elected. But Donald, <laughs> Donald Trump actually has to face being elected. Um, yeah, one of the best questions, I think... Um, well, it wasn't actually a particularly good question, but it was an absolutely awful answer. Uh, it was Angus Robertson's... Again, here we go. Angus Robertson is the highest star of PMQs uh, with his question about the brain family. Mm-hmm. I confess I'm not across the, the detail of this, but this is a family who live in Dingwall who are facing deportation because they don't meet some sort of immigration standard, even though what they've lived there, they're yeah. a part of the community. Um, I think they're being deported because they're foreign, I think is probably the... We don't just, we don't just deport foreign people. It's not far off it these days. Well, I mean, that has to be... Judging by what comes into... They're the too migration. foreign, is that not yeah. it? <laughs> or they're, or they're, they're potentially not foreign enough, or, or because uh. they're... Anyway, they're, 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 there is a requirement to get numbers down and any old excuse is being used okay. to, to throw people out. And this does involve a kid whose first language is Gaelic. Um, There's not many of them either. No, so and the response is well because we're deporting people from the Highlands, you now have 
powers over income tax in Scotland, so you should lower taxes, and then we'll stop deporting people. Um, I'm yeah. not entirely sure that was a particularly uh, robust response from the Chancellor. It was appalling, frankly. He didn't have a clue was, what he was talking about, yeah. and then just decided to say lower tax. He was completely blindsided by it, which is just poor preparation, because mm. as, as Angus Robertson said, this has been a big story in the Scottish press. Yeah. So he should have possibly guessed that it might be coming. But maybe that is, I don't know, is that typical of the Treasury slash the government that basically just regards Scotland as a faraway place that you, I, you sort of ignore it and forget about it? Uh, you, yes, it would seem that <laughs> I was, way. To I was going to say another country, but obviously that's, yeah. that's exactly what you want them yeah. to do. Um, yeah, I mean, complete disregard for uh, what has been a relatively high-profile um, yeah. issue in Scotland. I mean, you would think that, that I mean, they, they pay people quite well to brief them before they go into these things. You would have thought, someone might have thought, that could be one of the things that Angus Robertson might ask. Well, I tell and, you one and the, here's your answer, which um, will be equally unjustifiable, but yeah. at least show that you actually know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who was advising him, but, uh, you know, obviously David Cameron has a Scottish advisor in number 10, who I would think would have been across this and would have said to him, this might come up. There is no Scots in the Treasury as far as I'm aware. This is one of the things since the election, because there used to be Danny Alexander, there mm. was Alistair Darling, there was Gordon Brown, there has been um, Scots and in the Treasury for donkey's years, and there's not at the moment, which is possibly why he was blindsided by it. But even if Cameron had been blindsided, he would have styled it out better than yes. Osborne, right? I mean, that was pretty lame from Osborne. He just looked a bit pathetic, I thought. It's not going to play well. Certainly not in Scotland. Um, did, it, did that cross your radar at all, Kate? Or did you just go, that's a Scottish thing, I'm not interested? <laughs> I mean, that's uh, fair enough if it did. Often I do, but um, I think just the, the way that um, Angus Robson was asking the question yeah. caught the attention. Yeah, and again, I don't. I haven't seen the Scottish papers. I don't know to what mm. extent it has really been just dominating the front pages. But it sounds like it yeah. has, and it sounds like it wouldn't have taken much of a, a kind of brainstorm to think what are the questions going to be this week. Yeah. So yeah, I guess you picked up on the fact that Angus was clearly angered, angry Angus, <laughs> angry Angus. Um, by the the poor response. I suppose so. Yeah. yeah. You, Realise that and he doesn't really get angry very often. I bet he does. I've had this before. I bet he does, but he gets quietly. I bet there's a the quiet rage of Angus Robertson. I bet that's a terrifying thing. How would, how would thing. you know? Because I bet really he just, like, you know, vibrates or something. No, he does actually. No? He's genuinely quite calm. Really? Yeah. I, I'm. I doubt it. Has he, not, has he not kicked any of your MPs' backsides yet? He's the leader. Has he not had to? We're all sorts of well-behaved. That's not true, because at least two of you have, have been kicked out since the election, so at least two of you, surely he gave them a shouting. And, well, that's, I'm thinking of the two that got thrown out of the party, not the two who have been misbehaving, allegedly, over the last uh, couple of weeks. But then I suppose they're too senior for him to kick their backsides. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's all right. You're allowed to tell us about what happens in the SNP. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, remove I, the I, chip, Cal. Take the chip out of the packet on it. I, I, there's, there's, I'm getting a bleeping noise oh. in my head that says... Abort, abort. <laughs> All right. Um, I also want to mention a question from a woman called Judith Cummins, who I've never heard of before, but she asked about the BBC and their recipe website. All right. This is quite a good story. Because Did this happen at PMG? Yeah, yeah. Well, I missed that. It was really quite noisy at once. Yeah, well, she asked about it. She said, well, she said, yeah, absolutely. This is the thing. <laughs> this is the one that will cut through, is this flipping recipe website. I mean, I made uh, chorizo and broad bean risotto off the uh, BBC Good, Feed, Good Food uh, recipe website last night. Uh, wasn't that good. Uh, a bit disappointing. Was that the BBC's fault? Uh, possibly. I find, I don't know if you go on the BBC Good Food website, but I find their recipes are a bit, a bit bland. So not about 100,000 of them? 
Yeah, I haven't made so them all. It's, it's perhaps more down to your selection. Well, oh, come on, chorizo and broad beef. I generally find if you put chorizo in anything, it tastes. Turns out all right. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> but you did a bit more. You need a bit more body, I a would bit say. More chorizo. No, I had too much chorizo in it. It was all unbalanced. It was, um, but that more, was that was my fault. More broad the beans. Uh, possibly, yeah. I did have some broad beans left over. That's true. Um, anyway, uh, we could we could replace the the recipe. Uh, on the BBC website with a, a food critique yes. in the podcast. Well, that's true. Yeah, now I'm going to be apolitical. Maybe I could do a, a podcast you just tell us reviewing what you, had, what you had for dinner last night. Tweet your tea. <laughs> that's and, what Twitter's and, for, isn't it? Wasn't that good? And why you didn't do it very well. Well, it's good enough for Kenny Farkerson and his tweet your tea. It's good enough for me. Um, look at me. I'm off. I'm blowing up. Look at me shooting down the Bridges great, are being burnt the great and the good. Right and it's like Alan Cochran's book all over again. Um... This means nothing to you, does it, Kate? Nope. You know, any of these people are. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, have you ever made any recipes off the BBC Good Food website? Uh, yeah, I've made many, I think, biscotti, if anything, nothing biscotti? else. Biscotti? Yeah. Oh, made biscotti? They've got a good That's... biscotti recipe. Is it a big issue? I mean, you know, with your readers, tweeters, etc., has it crossed your radar? I mean, it's the sort of thing that does cut through, isn't it? Yeah, not so much um, in, in my, like, job, but yeah. just generally in day-to-day life. I think that was one of the, the headlines when... That announcement came out, yeah. and then I came downstairs to my house. And I was like, "Have you heard about BBC Good Food?" <laughs> and I called my sister, like, "Have you heard about BBC Good Food?" Massive. Really, everyone talking about this one thing. Yeah, you politicians would kill for something with that amount of cut yeah. through. They'd actually talk about it. Uh, are you a cook, Callum? Yeah, I quite like cooking. You use the BBC Good Food website? Uh, yeah. Or do you refuse to because they only make English recipes or something? Because uh, SNP aren't big fans of the BBC, are they? I would not. Well, you'd rather have a, a Scottish Broadcasting Corporation thing, wouldn't you? I think obviously in, in, in an independent Scotland, but oh yes, yeah. um, I, I may all biased against you. I, I, I you struggle to know how you. I mean, like let, let's take the broad bean risotto with yeah. chorizo. How would you make that anti-Scottish? I don't know. It's not got not got any haggis in it, has it? True. It's, you know, True. could be Scottish chorizo. Could it? I don't know. Can't get Scottish. Scottish chorizo comes from Spain, surely. You Is it not protected by the it EU? Might be actually, yeah. Boom, EU. That leads us on to that leads us on that to the EU. Seamless. Ah, smooth. <laughs> right, because uh, the EU came up a lot in uh, in PMQs. Uh, interesting, because the, the, the speaker kept calling uh, anti-EU MPs. Yeah. Uh, somebody suggested he was trolling George Osborne. <laughs> um, do we think that's true? Would the speaker stoop to that? Um, I think he certainly would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he okay. seems to quite like doing things that. Yeah, uh, amuse him at least, or or, or add no. to the theatre of things. I suppose. Yeah. Um, there was a a heavy uh, weight towards our side of the chamber on the order paper, so he was yes. having to, to yeah. fill in extra ones to get everyone in. Yeah. Um, with the whole back and forth, and he, yeah, every single one he picked was a uh, one of the, the Brexiteers. Yes. Somebody actually howled. Oh no, that was in Welsh questions. Uh, someone from the back. I think it was one of the Labour folk when David Nuttall stood up. Uh-huh. Uh Did a. A perfectly timed howl. Mm, uh, well, which... uh, he's perfectly named David Nuttall, I would suggest. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I don't know how does this how does this all play? Because right, you are Callum here representing Scotland, mm-hmm. which is Remain. Kate, is it fair to say you are representing Cornwall, which is Brexit? Yeah, probably. Cornwall uh, is yeah. solidly Brexit. Uh, yeah, all but one MP. Really? She's a whip. So Who's that? Uh, Sarah Newton. Okay, is, mm-hmm. is that because she's a whip, or is that because she's not crazy? <laughs> what? Oh, come on! I mean, the trouble with the, the, the Brexiteers, right? The ones he called, they all just said mad things. Mm-hmm. And they're they're properly getting their excuses in early. Yeah. Um, um, like they seem to have given up on actually campaigning and are just complaining now. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, you know, I, I consider myself fairly impartial in all this. I'm open to a, a Brexit argument. In fact, I was listening to Jeremy Vine on the radio the other day and he had some people from Cumbria who were saying about the sovereignty argument, which I thought was interesting, that that, you know, is quite highbrow, but these are normal people. I don't, I don't really get the sovereignty argument. I mean, if, if we weren't sovereign, how would we be having this, this referendum? And you, you compare the, the, the process of getting to a referendum, and I know this is a process, but in Scotland we had to seek permission from Westminster yes. for a referendum. True. Westminster is just holding this referendum Yes, because it wants to. All and right. The EU has no that 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 for me is sovereignty. The ability to choose when you are in or when you are out is sovereignty. Yes, but we are signed up to the EU, and they make rules that we have to adhere to. Now that might not be a bad thing. Yeah. But that's what happens. I mean, one of the things they said uh, is, you know, who's your MEP? All right, you know who, who's your MEP in Aberdeen. Uh, we've got six in Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, that's true. Of course, because it's big areas. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Ian Hodgson, Alan Smith, and some other ones. Yeah, well, there you go. All right, you run out after two. David Coburn, he's one. Captain Stoller. Uh, yes. Do you know who your MEP is in Cornwall? Uh, yeah. well, it's, again, I mean, I appreciate this argument. Is, is I've not got the best audience for this question. <laughs> uh, Do you yeah, name them all? Yeah, I've met them all. Have you? Oh, of course, you're over in Europe, yeah. Stuff, oh, you're so part of an establishment. Stitch up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what the Brexiteers would say. If you've taken any money, <coughs> that's what they were saying about the IFS today, isn't it? They've taken money from Europe, therefore... They are beholden to it. You had I a free like trip to Brussels, I've, I've, right? I've had a free trip on the vote. Well, oh, there you go then. You're an institution. Just, you can just buy me. Yeah, you know. absolutely. There was somebody asked the question and was like, if we if we vote to uh, remain, we'll have to address our uh, our questions to Herr Juncker. Yes. Oh, that was We're already in the EU and we're not doing that. So why is, like, is this about... like that? What that was completely lost on me. I just said, because they're crazy. I think it might have been a joke. It may not have been... Well, exactly, this is the but thing. But it wasn't funny. I mean, yeah, like I say, I am open to an argument on Brexit, but the trouble is the argument seems to be, ooh, Turkey, yeah. which is basically just a bit racist, isn't it? I think it? so, yeah. It's like they're a bit brown in Turkey and they're going to come over here. And like, yeah, and I've been to Turkey. This is why I don't understand the Turkey argument. Maybe you can explain it, right? I've been to Turkey. It's really nice, <laughs> right? Most British people, their experience of Turkey is surely going to be going on holiday there and having a great time. Yeah. Now, I get, you know, you say Albania, Montenegro, and you're going to go, well, that's a faraway place, that's a bit foreign. But Turkey, am I missing something here? Um, I, well, it's a general rule, and there was all, the, the kind of, what they seem to be suggesting is there's 73 million people in Turkey. Yeah. And that if they get into the European Union, all of them are going to come yeah. here. Oh, Britain's and that's, brilliant. that's more people than there are in Britain. Yeah. So Britain will actually become Turkey, I think. Is the yeah, idea. yeah, well, Britain's brilliant, of course they're all going to come yeah. here. And generally speaking, most people from wherever they are in the world kind of want to stay where they're from unless yes. it's really, really, really rubbish or there's a war or yeah. they can't get a job or anything like that. So yeah. Turkey's not really, really rubbish. It's actually mm. quite nice, as you say. Yeah, I don't really buy it. Have you been to Turkey? Yeah. It's yeah, nice, isn't it? Yeah. Have you been to Turkey? I have once, yeah. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, right, well, there you go. What's, what's the problem with it? <laughs> See, I think lots of people must have been on holiday. I'm missing something there. Um, just but sticking with the EU, because you tweeted something interesting, Kate, about... Uh, female voices. Uh, a rather excellent tweet. Jeremy Corbyn was complaining about the lack of female voices in the, the debate. Um, but this is following on something Harriet Harman had yeah. said. Um, it's right, though, isn't it? There is a lack of female voices. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to think back, actually, as to kind of whether that's just that's a, a deeper issue in that when you do get these high-profile campaigns, you tend to get the men coming forward and ready to kind of like mm. um, have to sort of like face off. 
Yeah. Um, I, just, I was actually curious to find out in the Scottish referendum how much the ba- how you'd say the balance was there. Well, well yeah. up a huge amount of it. Um, yeah, I mean, you had it's very different, isn't it? Because you had Nicola, Ruth Davidson, Joanne and Joanne Lamont were all party leaders. So well, Nicola wasn't, but she no, was. No, alright, but she was deputy leader, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah, okay. But she was fronting up the independence yeah. thing yeah. Uh, a lot of the time. So, on that basis, I'm trying to think who else there was. Um, I mean, <coughs> that's more than we've got in the EU yeah. referendum, isn't it, already? Um, so it wasn't probably wasn't perfectly balanced, but there was high profile. Yeah, I think and there was, you, 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 well, the, the, the ultimate heads were uh, Alec and uh, Alistair Darling, so the yes. main final debates. But the, 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 the debates prior to that, the televised ones, were yeah. Nicola and... Anas, that was one of, one of them... And Nicola and Johan yeah. and Nicola and Alastair Carmichael. Yeah. yeah, there was a few of them, weren't there? So yeah, there was high-profile women, even if it wasn't. And there was, I suppose, Margaret Curran was the shadow Scottish secretary down here. Um, so she had a role. Uh, and there was, there was like women for independence and all these yeah. sort of characters um, popped up. The making of Natalie McGarry was the independence referendum. Um, so yeah, there was female voices. Uh, in that. I mean, there's none in the EU referendum. The only one who's Ella Stewart, but she's been completely overshadowed by Boris Johnson. So. Yeah. Yeah, and she's the trouble is she's a good voice. You know, yeah. she's a sensible. She she's an actual <laughs> sensible Brexit voice, and she's been slightly, you know. I've seen Andrea Leadsom on a couple of times doing. Yeah, um, I mean, I suppose there's Penny Mordaunt who obviously went on the uh, telly and said something that was that wrong. Well, that, yeah, that was yeah. good. Um, yeah. So what do you do about it? I mean, does there need to be female voices? I mean, uh, it was Harriet was saying. Was it Harriet who was saying women care about sort of different things and want women to to talk to them about it? I'm a bit wary of that argument. Yeah. Is that, That's do you buy, yeah. Do you buy into that? It verges on the patronising. Yeah. As did the pink Labour battle bus. But yeah. <laughs> but presumably uh, they really do it because why they. Women are any less fussed about the fact that you know how many hundreds of thousands of jobs might get cut. Yeah. It might be, I don't know, they might be trying to make the argument that the tone of the debate was slightly different. You wouldn't just have mm. these men having to go at each other in PMQs, for instance. Yeah. You'd actually, you know, have someone like Gisela Stewart having a sensible debate with someone like Sarah Wollaston, who yeah. is, has been critical of vote leave. So. Yeah. I mean, mm. um, I guess... In fairness, nothing could make this campaign any worse. Do, changing it in any way, shape, or form <laughs> could only make it better. Would make it better. So yeah. you could you could have. I don't know. I mean, I am not a woman, but I'm put off by Boris Johnson and Nigel Farage and all these sort of characters. I mean, uh, does it matter about gender? I'm not. I don't know. Does it? I mean, presumably they do this stuff because they they know it works, right? Presumably they've focus grouped it, and I don't know. You've probably you'll be more I've, in tune I've, with this stuff. I've never been involved in a focus group. But I mean, truly, I don't I, know. I, I think, I think it, there's an important thing when you're having a big national debate about whether you do something or not, and the only people who are speaking in it are men. Yeah. Perhaps suggests you've got something wrong with the makeup of your politics. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, isn't it? Just I, I'm politics not sure, in I'm general. I'm not sure that the argument um, makes it any different, but the fact that there are no women involved at all uh, in yeah. the top positions, yeah, I do, I think that is a problem. Yeah, I mean, politics in general should be representative, I mean, that's the bottom line, isn't it, and it's not, to what extent it's a problem for a particular gender, it's just a problem for everyone, right? So, I mean, this this debate could not be less representative of the UK, it's basically Tories fighting with themselves. Yes, it's all uh, male, what they, pale, male, male, pale and... Steel. Steel, yes. 
uh, men enthusiasts. And loaded. Yes. Are they? I think so. Well, they're not. MPs, you'd know. MPs are all loaded, aren't they? Apparently big so. Big fat uh, pay packets and all that. Um, but yes, they've all got extra money as well. You're totally off the leash here, aren't you, today? You're what? MPs are all loaded. <laughs> they'll get paid <laughs> lots of money, don't they? Yeah. That's just a fact. Yeah, Burning all my well, that's a fact. You can't, <laughs> yeah, ha- you can't handle not, the truth. I'm not, I'm not arguing right? that we're not well paid. That's the trouble with this whole EU referendum. People want facts. People want They're facts. The facts. MPs yeah. all get paid lots. And it's been distorted reality, apparently. Oh, that's just rubbish, all this stuff about facts, isn't it? Because, I mean, there are facts. But well, it's kind of it's how you tr- what you do with them. Facts. What A fact. You can't really prove the future with facts because the future's not yet yeah. happened, which is kind of it's the key. Weird. So predicting the future won't... Will, will, by its definition, not be factual. Well, it's a weird thing, isn't it? I mean, you know, you learn in school that you're not... The future's not happened yet. Well, <laughs> you do, yes. The skill, is, <laughs> the skill is not just having a list of facts. The skill is marshalling your facts into an argument, right? That's how you get exams and degrees and all that sort of stuff, right? You've got to make... Is that a, how you do it? Yeah, you've got to make an <laughs> argument. I spent four years doing this. You don't just list the facts. Isn't it? <laughs> you know, that's no help. Anyway, right. Um, we've, we're sitting in a, my little studio for the last time, my hot, airproof, soundproof studio, and it's getting warmer, so I think we will... Uh, we've solved everything there, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. You're going to be deputy leader, and the EU referendum needs to up its game. Um, I will say uh, thank you to Kate, and thank you to Callum. Uh, for coming on this final podcast. Yeah, I was going to say tune in next week, but I can't because there isn't going to be one next week. Well, I feel the, we should have brought you something. There might be. Like a present or something. You should have done, basically. You have yeah. empty coffee cup. Thanks. Um, <laughs> you never know. Oh, it's hand sanitizer and <laughs> an empty th- coffee th- cup. Think what Just you can do with that. See what I've done. It's amazing. <laughs> the possibilities are endless. Well, uh, there's people in the SNP who, uh, who might come up with something you could do with that. Um, so yeah, don't don't tune in next week because I won't be here. Uh, there might be a special uh, special little Easter eggy thing uh, later. And it'll um, be the new what you had for tea last night. Yes, yeah. you never know in what 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 uh, form I might reappear in the podcasting world. But for now, um, <laughs> thank you to today's contributors. Thank you to all my contributors. Thank you to all my techie team uh, at the Sunday Post uh, over the last year and a bit. Uh, and uh, yeah, well, don't tune in. Uh, thank you and uh, goodbye for the last time goodbye